sure y'all bring that same energy out here next week and the week after. We're going to the Super Bowl and we're going to win that bitch. Today's episode of The Bold Take is brought to you by Boz Executive Transportation. Boz Executive Transportation provides the best chauffeured service in town at reasonable prices. From sedans, SUVs, vans, motor coach buses up to 57 passengers, Boz Executive Transportation will take you to the airport, pack a big group together for a birthday, weddings, you always got to pack a bunch of people in for a wedding, take you out to a nice dinner, or charter you to a concert at Daly's Place. Boz has got you covered for all of the above. Call him at 904-887-0763 or message him at Boz on Twitter, J-A-X-B-O-Z, to take the classiest ride you've ever been on. Boz Executive Transportation. So some starters, starters play. Starters Welcome did the- play. Welcome to the Bold City Pod, fans of teams that have starters on it. Playing pre Jaguars. <laughs> Can't beat it. We actually got to watch relatively entertaining football for, I think it was three series. A so it was cool. Series, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, just just the, good stuff. The, the kind of thing that we all wanted to see, I guess, really we wanted to see offense, I think, more than anything, because we have more question marks, I think. Um you know, we got to see a little bit of offense. They were kind of up and down. Um, How do you think they looked? Who did, who stood out to you? Um, who of the marquee guys that we want to see? I think Foles and, and Fournette are the two big ones. How do you yeah. think they performed? Um, I think Foles did enough. Uh, first drive was whatever, but it was it didn't really seem like everyone was in the same gear yet. Just from the difference in the first drive to the second drive, dropping balls, you know, running into no holes, just how much it changed from the first drive to the second draft. But um, the touchdown pass he threw to Didi was, you know, nice, something we haven't seen in a while. But yeah. at the same time, the interception on the third drive, I saw people saying, you know, oh, he wouldn't have thrown that in the regular season. But I don't, <laughs> I don't know any reason why he wouldn't have. You know what I right. mean? It, was, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't like the guy wasn't open. It was just a bad ball. Right, he just missed. I mean, yeah, if he if he puts even, it down, the receiver was. I think he was like sliding or diving. He probably catches it. And, and it, it was a nice play by the DB too. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was also it wasn't, a, wasn't a great ball. The, the DB yeah. went and had he went and got it, which made it. It probably play. should have been an incompletion, but it should have been a bad incompletion. That's right, what it was. he should have probably <laughs> just not thrown it there. But at right. the end of the day, it's preseason, not yeah. a huge deal. I thought it was tight seeing uh, all five starting offensive line, and not only did they play, but they played well. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that big a running lane since like, I mean, Meester, Naoli, like Manawa. Neither has neither is Leonard. <laughs> yeah, Uche Wanari. Like we got to go yeah. way back to see like some good <laughs> offensive line football. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was cool to see they they're obviously going to focus on Leonard, kind of like I said last week. Yeah. I mean, they were the first play of the game. They're running it. Second play of the game, they're throwing it, and then the second drive, he's getting it all sorts of ways. And They're he, tossing it to him, too. Yeah, yeah, he had that one play. It was almost like a stretch toss out of the yeah. shotgun because yeah. it was a passing play in the sense that Foles took the snap, turned his body through it to him, but it was just like a deep toss play. And then Correct. he, he yeah, laid exactly. he laid the boom 
Yeah. And for so long, we've wanted him to just hit people and not. That gets him. That gets him in space, which is his strength. When exactly. He to, when he doesn't have to find the lane, it's like, wow, look at this guy. Yeah, when he gets going downhill quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and the thing is, when he's using his frame against the defenders versus trying to be finesse, this dude, his spin move is terrible. So especially if it's a DB or a smaller linebacker. Yeah, for sure. If if he stays <laughs> away from his spin move, he's gonna right. he's he's gonna be fine. You don't have the feet for that, homeboy. <laughs> yeah, so it it was cool to see. Um all pro wide receiver Chris Conley, he didn't have an impact in the sense on the stat sheet, but the one time Foles threw it up deep, he drew a DPI. And yeah, when nice. you're an all pro wide receiver, like can you even blame the D B? He's going to get so, a lot of those calls as an all-pro. Yeah, and especially when he's coming back to the ball, the DBs just don't get out of the way. You know what I mean? They're right. too worried about keeping up. Right. So as soon as you turn around and hit the brakes, they're, they're all over you. Maybe him and Foles do have a little bit of chemistry. <laughs> yeah. um, for as good as Josh Allen was, uh, I thought Jawan Taylor played a really good game of football. Um, yeah. He was a much better run blocker in a sense of he was almost perfect uh, run right. blocking. Um, he – pancake someone i mean i'm talking just straight up put somebody on their butt and when you got a rookie who's doing that someone who's not been in the nfl weight room for so long you're only going to go up strength wise you know what i mean i think we had i think it's safe to say we had a pretty decent draft at least top half of the draft it looks top like part it. of the draft which yeah. is something we don't normally do so it's nice for sure and then like you know you flip it to the other side of the ball josh allen was all over the place he played for two yeah. whole quarters in every role i mean First play of the game, they come out in more of a three-four base. The first, the first play of the game pre-snap was just sexy. The, like yeah. the second you saw him line up, you're like, "This is problems." And I'll give, <laughs> yeah, I'll give Todd Wash some benefits, some some you know uh, positive. It looked like talk. Dom Capers to me, but yeah. Well, and it is it, sure yeah. it is yeah. Dom Capers because yeah. Capers definitely has his hand you know in for the sure. jar. But shout out to Wash for making it happen because it wasn't sure. that long ago when they asked him, "Hey, are we going to run three four this year?" And he in was any like, sense, and no. he was like, "No." <laughs> yeah. And in the day he did that, we were all like, "Well, here we go." Yeah, same old, I, same. Not shit's going to change. Emojis all over the timeline. Yeah, so it was cool to see. Um, yeah, I, for sure. The ingenuity was sweet, and the the group gave up what fourteen yards and ten plays, or ten plays and fourteen yards, whatever the crazy something stat like was. That, yeah, like ten yards and three drives or something like that. Yeah, it was just it was ridiculous. So. Even with it not being a mean anything, not shit game against probably the worst team in the NFL. Um, yeah. <laughs> they are really bad. <laughs> yeah, you, you're still okay with it. It was it was also For our sure. starters' first time playing this year. Right, I mean? they had a little rust. I mean, that was my takeaway from Foles was, you know, he was hit and miss, which I think is probably just him. But his hits are are better than we've had in a few years. Yeah. Um, when he's, when he's on, that's something that we haven't had in a long time. So, um, you know, is he going to be able to put enough points up to, to keep that defense, um, you know, outscore opponents that have to play against our defense? You know, that's, yeah. that's really what he's trying to do out there. For sure. And honestly, just getting a couple first downs, even if we don't score is going to yeah. be a big oh thing God. for our defense because <laughs> last yeah. year we would ice a team for two and a half, three quarters. And then and in the fourth quarter, they would be gassed. Yeah, absolutely. And it would be boom, 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 and all of a sudden we lose by 10 points. And you can see it coming every fucking time. Or, yeah, down the road when we were even losing games by less than a touchdown. It's just we had the game, had the game. Or we're in the yeah. game, in the game. Once the defense was tired, a wrap. Night, night, night. Yeah. So, um, overall, nothing but happiness here. Um, I don't – I will say I will say there was a little bit of Leonard's um, choppy feet on a few plays, uh, you know, a little bit of the Leonard that you like to 
um, portray a lot. Um, you know, not seeing the right place to go. Um, you know, coming up with no gains or coming up with a little, little yeah, slight but loss. that's also his game. But, and if he's also producing right. on other plays, I, I don't care. Right. If he's if he's getting those, if he finds a lane and he hits it, if he's giving know, us he's, thirty he's yards, giving you, he's drive, giving you yards. Yeah. Then who cares? Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because that means we got at least one first down. And. I kind of wanted to double back on um, Josh Allen, too. Um, I think my perspective on him um, from last week, I think you and Cap might have kind of misunderstood what I was trying to say. I was, I was, what I was trying to say is I wanted to see this game before I, before I put him in the Hall of Fame, which is what I'm doing now. Um, he, he kind of... Um, Looked the part. He's obviously got the stats, but I'm just so jaded, I think, as a Jaguars fan when it comes to a first-round pick. I just, like, immediately put my guard up and think, okay, there's no way he's doing anything this year, so I'm just going to look for, like, you know, what's he going to – what's his long-term projection look like? And it's not often that we get – I think we've had one in the past count however many years where it's just, like, obvious from day one that the guy steps on the field, like, okay, you made a good pick here. Yeah, I mean, but I think we've, I think we've got our, I think I can say now, I think we've got ourselves another one of those for sure. And I, I didn't really miss like understand you last week in that sense. Like I knew what you were getting at. I just didn't agree with it because the the size that he's put on while still being able to keep up the speed, it just shows yeah. he's a freak. And once you get one of those guys, at the end of the day, the genes take over. Right, it just doesn't even matter. He's yeah, just... and he he knows how <laughs> he's to play different. football, so he gets after it. But I feel yeah, you different. at the same time. So. No, it's it's fun to watch. I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting to think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I wasn't expecting to think like he's going to have a huge impact this year, given what our D line already is and mm-hmm. and what we've got around him. But after that game, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, he's going to have a, a big mark this year. And like, see, I thought he was going to have a bigger stat year than true impact because I figured he was only going to be playing a lot of third down right. obvious passing situations. That's so, exactly what I'm saying. Even but I think he's actually going to impact games. Sack. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, yeah. in in the same sense of Jan being like three strip sacks in a game, like I wouldn't be right. shocked if he's getting to the quarterback and knocking if the ball he's, out. He's going to be putting quarterbacks or getting, on Right, or getting close to the quarterback numerous times a game, even if he's not, you know, getting this, the technical sack stat. Right. Um, he's going to be a game, game impactor, I think. Yep, big time player. So, I mean, other than that, I don't think we have any more takeaways. Is there anything you really thought? I mean, I didn't really pay much attention after that. I was just like, you know what? He's good. Uh, Offense was at least passable. Defense looks elite. I'm good with it. I I didn't pay too much attention to the second half, really, in this one. Yeah, I I left your crib at, like, halftime or whatever. And uh, I listened to the third quarter on the radio driving to my house. Yeah. And I just – it just seemed like bad Minshew all over again, so I just I went to bed. Yeah, I mean, I honestly barely even watched it. All the important players played in the second quarter. A lot of them even played with some starters. Right. So I didn't really need to see as much. I, I guess yeah. not even need to see, but the entertainment value is not there. Right. For the, for <laughs> it's the like, oh, we got our starters now. We don't care games. about that stupid right. shit we were watching before. <laughs> That's so true. I mean, <laughs> I just – you don't want to say you're bored, but you're bored. Yeah, it's like who cares? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So it's yeah. like you go like you go three weeks with talking about nothing but those guys, and then it's like, ah, okay, now that's done. We yeah, don't care about for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have it back. 
Yeah, it's it's nice to hit on a guy that's like a, no, a pretty. I don't want to jinx the guy. Yeah. Like, no doubter. <laughs> Pump the brakes, but no, I feel you. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Oh, well, now that we've got the um, you know, the way the starters looked in preseason three out of the way, we're looking forward to preseason four. Um, you know, it's going to be a whole lot of car salesmen um trying to live the dream xfl and studs baby doug has to has the unfortunate task of um getting rid of about 40 something of these dudes i think right yeah, um, so who are the what battles are you looking at um you know and what players do you figure to win those battles or do you think there's any anything else up for grabs or you think it's about set what you got there um i think that there's a couple of positions that you could see some movement, maybe some maybe surprises. A couple of the other positions are locked. Uh, the only thing, uh, like quarterback, are we going to carry two quarterbacks or three quarterbacks? Yeah. Do they do they think if you know they cut Magoo, is he going to clear waivers it, right. and come to the practice squad because he was a member of the Seahawks last year? So teams definitely know about him, and yeah. because he's because he's athletic, there's no reason not to take a shot on him or another team offer him a practice squad spot if he doesn't want to be here. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. So that, I mean, that's really the only question. He showed some stuff. So. Yeah. I, I don't think he showed stuff in a sense of they're going to let him play over Minshew. No, 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 no. Uh, running back, nothing crazy. Uh, I do think receivers going to be interesting though. I'll ask you, do you think how many, how many receivers do you think they're going to keep? So I just roughly wrote up a fifty-three, and I had six. You had six. All right, I want to and hear I your kept, six. And first. I kept Magoo. I kept Magoo, and still had six. I kept I, Magoo I, just to see yep. what the numbers would look like mm-hmm. if I did keep Magoo, mm-hmm. and I still put six receivers. I, I kept I'm not Magoo. A GM. On I'm not a GM. I also kept Magoo on mine and have six know. receivers. Yeah, so I, so I think we're feeling each other there. But let me hear your six. Yeah. Uh, I had Westbrook, Conley, All Pro, uh, Shark, Lee, Cole, and I put Pryor on there. You put Pryor. I think, right. think Pryor's just got like too much the size th- and athleticism right. to ignore. The, the size in the vet, like he's yeah. he's produced before, even as a, a quarterback. Year, like, um, I at this I do like time, some of the other. I do like some of the other guys a lot. I just I I think it's between McBride and Pryor in terms yeah. of that last guy. Um, Keelan Cole is going to make the team because of his value in special teams. We've already seen that. Yeah. I mean, even the difference in him and Shark is very noticeable to me. And they're both speed guys. But so he's for sure going to be on the team. Uh, A lot of people like Trey McBride over Pryor, whether it be, I honestly don't know why. As soon as he ran across the middle and dropped, dropped a slant this past week, I was like, all right, like, that's it. <laughs> See ya. You know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. At, at receiver, I've got uh, Westbrook, all all pro wide receiver Chris Conley, DJ Chark, uh, Marquise Lee, Keelan Cole, and of course Pryor. Yeah. Uh, tied in writes its own story. I think it's, yeah. Jeff Swaim's probably our best guy. Um, Are you cutting the legend? That's my question. All right. Well, interesting you ask. <laughs> Jeff Swaim's the best. Uh, tied in on the receiver or on the receiver on the roster right now uh josh oliver we drafted him probably has the highest ceiling hopefully he has the highest ceiling i don't know when he's going to come back from his uh hammy injury but i've got him on the team obviously 
see. He's going to make the team because they love him as a blocker for some reason. I don't know actually why they love him. And, of course, coming in at tight end number four, Jaguars legend Ben Koyak. Of course yeah. he's on my team. Fuck yeah, he's on my team too. I had the same four. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it seems pretty easy to me. I think defensive end is uh, cut and dried. Dewan Smoot won his job in Laurenti McCray. He has true value as a – uh, pass rusher in third down, and I think he offers a lot on special teams. So he wasn't going anywhere. Um, the defensive tackles, Marcel Darius, Avery Jones, Dayton Jones, he's going to play like tackle slash big N, I guess. Uh-huh. I have Eli Anku making the team, and of course, that's so Tavin Bryan. We we actually might have the exact same 53. <laughs> <laughs> You're like reading off mine. That's really funny, honestly. Um, well, then let's switch it up because I think everyone has their own preference at the end of their roster when it comes to the corners. Everyone kind of fell in love with their mm-hmm. not-so-superstar corner based off a couple plays they made. Mm-hmm. So let me hear your corners first. What do you, what do you got for me? Um, you got the three starters. Those are easy. Yep. Um, I've got Trey Herndon on there. I think he can mm-hmm. kind of play all over, plug him in if you need, if you need him. Um, I did keep Meeks. He did you? Okay. He hasn't looked that great this preseason, but I think he showed enough last year. You know, he he's one of those big dudes that, um, you know, he's a freak. And then I kept Borders. I think Borders has shown a lot. Um, he's he's been in people's faces. I mean, he's right there, making plays. For sure. So, so you got five DBs, five six, corners? six, six. Run through them again. My bad, I, I missed one. Ramsey, Boye, Hayden, Herndon, and Meeks, and Borders. Oh, you okay? I didn't hear you say Herndon. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Same here. Top three are cut and dry. Um, after that, I also have Trey Herndon. Um, you, you said you picked Trey, uh, Tay Hayes, right? No, Meeks and Borders. Oh, you picked Borders. Okay, and then that's where – if you jumped to last week, I kind of said Meeks is Meeks. He's going to make the team. Well, yeah. after another – what I read up because I didn't really watch the second half like I said earlier. Yeah. Meeks was not impressive again, so I actually cut Quentin Meeks. In yeah. favor of uh, Tay Hayes, the little I'm guy. pretty sure Philip Hyman did uh, the athletic Philip Hyman. Shout out to Phil. I'm pretty sure that's what he did, too. I read, his, yeah. I read his 53 cut today, too. Also, um, if you guys didn't check out, Mavin Sports just jumped into the Jacksonville area. Um, our good pal, John Shipley, is going to be the publisher over there. So check out um, Mavin Sports, the Jaguars. You just, can't, you just can't say Maven or Taven. You have to say Tavin and Mavin, don't you? <laughs> it's... Once I get into it, baby, we're stuck in there. The, the brain works in mysterious ways. But uh, the Jaguar Maven, shout out to John Shipley. Check him out, guys. Yeah, he's, he's a good homie. writer. Check him yeah, out. Yeah. Good writer. You want to learn something? You've probably um, seen some of his stuff in the past, but he's definitely um, not only like a good writer, but he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, he knows so his it's, ball, it's good for stuff. Sure. Yeah. Check it out. So, yeah, that's it for our like close guys on the roster, our, our bubble cuts. Um, yeah. Uh, bubble cuts or bubble, bubble cuts. <laughs> so what we have like one what we have like one difference probably? Um yeah, I think so because our our, our DBs are flopped. One. Yeah, one one DB difference. Well fuck it. Let's let's get real weird. But I know we're done, but let's not be done. What, right. what's your offensive line since we're here? Uh Robinson, Taylor, Abwehi and Wells, um Norwell, Can, Richardson and Linder. Okay, so mine's a little different. I've got Shatley. <laughs> Um, staying on my team, unfortunately. Uh, Cam Robinson, Andrew Norwell, 
AJ Can, Jawan Taylor, Will Richardson. Shout out to him. I think he's going to be the starting guard over AJ Can. Um, yeah. Brandon Linder. I don't know if I said that. Um, but and then Cedric Ogbuehi, however you say it. Big. How set. many total do you have? Um, nine. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't know if I kept enough. I think that I somebody would probably you know somebody who knew what they were doing would probably keep another one and drop something somewhere else. But yeah, normally they have what <laughs> like what two two inactive. Yeah, I couldn't seven tell you. healthy. So starting you five plus I two more. I feel that. <laughs> but um, overall, I mean, I don't think there's anything truly that's going to surprise anybody. Yeah. So we'll see For what sure. happens. Cases yeah. around the corner. I can't wait to see what we do. I'm I'm feeling slightly more optimistic as we get closer, which is just a typical case of the Jaguars. But what about can that I say? game, or about or about the year in general? About that game. Yeah. Yeah. I. Last year when we played him, dude, we turned the ball over like. 50 million, million times, times inside yeah. the 10. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right? who who did we have playing tackle in that game? Because whoever it was was absolutely getting abused. Like oh, offensive yeah. tackle. Like D Ford went bonkers. I can't yeah. remember, but Cam was out because that was week five when right. it, it happened. So Cam was gone. I Norwell think Wells might have still been in there, but I mean, Wells just no match for those guys. Yeah, and D Ford's gone, even though I know they got Frank Clark now. But I don't. Yeah. I'm not. As as we get closer, it's the first game of the season when you play those like high octane quarterbacks. Those just the ones that you know absolutely shred. Yeah. During the season, you want to catch them early. Yeah, for sure. And that's where we're at. And going into the game. While we showed a little bit in three drives last week, no one knows what we're doing on offense. Where's the tape? Right, right, exactly. You're right. So maybe, I mean, usually our guys get out coached, but who knows? I'm I'm excited. I'm gonna let it get there, and uh, we'll see what happens. Heard. Alrighty. Well, with that, um, let's end this segment of talking about the Jaguars the team and we're going to jump into um, something else yeah buddy all right welcome back we've got a new segment again for you this week and it's promises to be a doozy our goal when we put this thing together was not only to bring you some original content and some perspective of the fan by the fans but it was also to try and go out and leverage some of the cool relationships and the, the really cool people that surround the Jaguars um, that we've met and these relationships that we've made over the years and kind of bring them to you and not just ask them the typical boring questions about, you know, just about the team and things like that, but to kind of dive a little deeper and find out a little bit more about these people who maybe you interact with or you see from time to time on social media or in coverage of the team. So uh, we figured there was nobody better to kick this kind of segment off than our very good friend, Tad Dickman. So please, Tad, welcome. Ah! <laughs> I was gonna say that that's the that's like the saddest intro of all time. <laughs> like, well, well, welcome to Tad. It's like chirp. <laughs> we need like a, we need a clap track and a laugh track and all that. Maybe I'll, yeah, pump the jam, pump it up. We got Tad on the line. <laughs> Whoa, I like that. There we I, go. I do appreciate it though. Being the being the first guest, I feel like I have to set a high bar and bring some energy tonight. So I'm I'm excited to chat with you fellas. That's that's why we brought you on here because we know you will do that, my friend. Yeah, we're um, gonna bring it. 
just so just so everyone you know is prepared to listen to what they're listening to is um we've got all three podcast hosts on here with tad so you know we're gonna ask questions like a like an interview um there may be follow-up questions tad may be cross-examined um he does have his lawyer present he has he has requested that um so you know he's being cross-examined by three uh badgers at the moment so that's what we're getting into (laughs) wait were we were we supposed to prepare questions no, you, you're you're the follow up. Uh, you're the follow up. Okay, okay. And I'm good, just here good. to do the laugh track. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All righty. So, Tad, if you want to start off, um, I like a, a couple podcasts that I listen to when they have guests on. They have them kind of um, do a little bio or background, how they grew up, where they got to where they are, um, in their own words, and I kind of like that. So, um, I asked you to go ahead and prepare that. So, um, give us what you got. Um, as far as background bio, how you got to Jacksonville, you know, where you grew up, that type of stuff. Yeah, I'll keep it short and sweet. You know, I I still feel like I have a lot of uh, career ahead of me, but um, moved down to Jacksonville in 2013, um, got down here as the PR coordinator. Uh, I'm the PR director now, have a crew with me. We have a staff of six on our PR department Mm. um, and have a lot of fun together. Uh, I was with the New York Giants for a season uh, before this in the 2012 season. Uh, graduated from the University of Mary Washington in 2012. Uh, played basketball there. Uh, it's about an hour south of Washington, D.C. I grew up in Springfield, Virginia, uh, about 15 minutes outside D.C. Um, parents were both in the military and dad was working at the Pentagon. So um, I feel like the, you know, a lot of people ask how you got started in sports or what that, you know, what that journey was like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, you know, you're, I feel like most kids, you know, did a little bit of everything. I was you know, travel soccer, AU basketball, swim team, a seasonal lacrosse, uh, did cross country for a season, which was the worst decision <laughs> of my life. Uh, like the people that can do that sport, so much respect for you. It's, 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 ridiculous. it's wild. It's wild. Um, so I, you know, going into college and, you know, you start to kind of sit back and say, okay, what, what the heck am I going to do with my life? Like, what, what am I interested in? What am I passionate about? Um, and I did an internship uh, the summer before my senior year and, because of basketball, the only time you could really do anything like that was that summer break. Um, so I went down to Australia for three months, and I was I, w- I was really excited about the marketing aspect of this internship. Um, and it was kind of a 50-50 marketing and PR. Uh, and the back half of the internship down there was was all PR. And I, I came back to school after that um, and knew that that was something that I could really see myself doing. You know, the, um, the relationship building, the storytelling. Um, it was just something that really fascinated me. And... I got involved with my SID department at Mary Washington. So, you know, while I was playing, I was helping write game stories, helping with our social pages. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, just trying to, you know, figure things out and, and help out where I Tad could. Tad Dickman only scored six points, but he really put his heart into it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Writing about yourself. <laughs> so I, could, I could honestly say I never did that. And thankfully, that'd be so creepy and, and so sad. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, I think after that, you know, I had a real appreciation for, you know, the people that are in those roles, you know, especially at the college level. Yeah. And, you know, when people ask about, you know, what, what's something I can do to, to follow in a career path like that. And for any job, I think it's, you know, you just got to get experience and it, that doesn't have to, there's not a handbook on what that looks like. It's putting yourself out there going for new opportunities. Um, you know, I feel like at the college level, especially, you know, for me going to a smaller school, you know, there's always a need for that. So if you're willing to to work and help out and try different stuff, you know, there's going to be a plethora of opportunities. So, 
you know, for me coming out of college, I was really excited. I ended up working uh, for DC United, which is like, you know, a team that I grew up following uh, for the first couple of months out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, and then got up with the giants in July of that summer. And it was with the giants that I, you know, I really said, okay, you know, the NFL, you know, this is, it's the largest league. Um, the, the coverage is incredible. How can I parlay this internship into a full-time yeah, opportunity? The most money, and, obviously. <laughs> yeah, Shout out, and, yep. and, <laughs> and when I got down to Jacksonville and got the, the full-time job, one of the first things I did was uh, touch base with Cap. And, you know, I think it's important for people coming from another market that didn't grow up in this area to take that time to learn about the fan base, to learn about the city, to learn, you know, the appreciation for the team and the role that the team plays you know, in the community. Hold on, and... hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Thank you. That's all I had. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's important. No, I agree. I, That's I, what I'm saying. We, we all want a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I can be honest when I was interviewing for this, you know, I think everybody follows the league. They know about the teams, they know about the players, but um, you know, in the research for this position, you know, to, to, become you know to get hired by the Jaguars it was about learning you know the culture of the team and the history of the team and that's still an ongoing you know for me it's an ongoing project and you know this year the 25th season has been a lot of fun because we've done a lot of alumni interaction and for me that's a really cool opportunity where you know I didn't I wasn't here in the 90s and the early 2000s and you know getting to see those teams yeah Um, so so getting to interact with those alumni players has been really good for my perspective and learning how you know they view the city and how you know everyone told me when I got down here hey when when the team starts winning this city is a different place and it's easy to hear that Um, and then when we went through the 2017 season it's true yes yeah (laughs) it was bonkers you could feel it it was crazy yeah um, so it, it's been a fun journey and I, I think the coolest part, um, you know, getting to meet, you know, people in the community, the people that support the team, you know, the people that have worked for the team, um, you know, the players, the coaches, I think the, the NFL community is so unique and, you know, that's, that's been one of my favorite parts of this job is all the incredible relationships that you have the opportunity to build um, and kind of getting a front row seat to the action. You know, that's, I'm not going to lie. Like one of the reasons that I love this industry is because of how fast paced it is and how, you know, people love it because of how crazy it is. And it is. Yeah, and I, I get to be up close and see that and, um, you know, see how hard these guys work. And, you know, I'm hoping for a, a great season. I think we all are. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate sure. that. I appreciate that bio. It was great. I, I, again, appreciate the fact that you wanted to um, connect with the fan base the second you showed up, because I think that's something that every sports team sorely needs. Um, I am going to start jumping into questions for you. You kind of, can I catch you off? Yeah, really? Of course. The one thing that I, I feel like I'm so awkward at, but I want to get better because um, I think Twitter has been great as an opportunity to, to engage with people and have those conversations uh-huh. And a lot, like I, I know so many people by their Twitter handle yeah. <laughs> and, you know, their, their personality on social. Yeah. So I'll be at a, you know, on game day or something and, you know, walking around the concourse and somebody will yell at me. And it's like, I, like I would be a terrible famous person yeah. <laughs> because I feel like I get so awkward. Yeah. I'm like, hey, uh, yeah. but is I, that I, even the person I, that I think it is? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I like, I love it when people do that because it's so fun to put faces to to the accounts and like get to know people outside of that, yeah. you know, outside of the social sphere. So for sure, you know, I encourage people to do that, but I apologize to everyone that I've ever been awkward to. I, <laughs> I feel like I'm not an awkward person, but in, in those settings, it's hard not to be. Yeah, for sure. 
Life is full of awkwardness like that. It's so true. We all, I think, I think all of us that have a little bit of a Twitter following have, have encountered that at one point or another. Probably not as often as you have, but you know, once, once or twice. Um, so, being that you're from DC, did you did you grow up as an NFL fan? Um, was the NFL your favorite league growing up, or if not, um, what was? Yeah, um, it's it's funny actually. So, everyone where I'm from is you know the majority of people are Redskins fans. Right. Um, so, you know my I grew up sitting at the kitchen table, reading the post, um, you know, with my dad. And it was actually because of how passionate people were about the Redskins that I felt like obligated to root against the Redskins. <laughs> I'm a, like naturally competitive person. See, Ty, you're like, are like one of us. <laughs> I love a good confrontation, man. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, you don't know how much you just described Dillard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that part was always fun to me. Um, my dad through, you know, through the Air Force stuff, ended up getting connected with Donovan McNabb. So for a while, I became an Eagles fan because of him and, you know, following his career. Mm-hmm. But then when he left and went to the Redskins, then, uh, you know, it was like, all right, forget McNabb. Now it's yeah. about the Eagles. <laughs> so it's just funny how that stuff works. And then obviously the first job I get in the NFL is with the Giants. So then it's, okay, forget the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, for me, it's just, um, you know, I, I love – the Jaguars now, that's my team. If I had to pick an NFC team, it'd be the Giants because, you know, the opportunity that they gave me. Um, but growing up, uh, yeah, I mean, I followed the NFL closely, followed the NBA closely. You know, college basketball has always been something that our family watched. Um, I'm a big soccer fan, so, you know, the World Cup, the Euro tournaments, the Premier League, um, I follow a lot of that stuff pretty closely. So, Have you always been into soccer where... like that? Because I know you're big into it now, but have you always been into it? Yeah, yeah, soccer's always been my, I think – uh, it's like I don't think the NFL people like to hear this, but like probably my favorite. Sport. Your favorite actual I, game? I, yeah, like I love just watching. Yeah. I can watch any any soccer game on TV yeah, and just be fascinated. Yeah, I can really. Where I think some people think it's crazy boring. Like I could never. I can't relate to that. Um, but yeah, it, that's my dad played college soccer. He played college lacrosse. So I think our family just has an appreciation for sport in general, and you know, just becoming getting to be a fan at times is just so relaxing you know, not being involved in the business side of it, not having to worry about that and just yeah. being able to enjoy being it. able to like turn off your brain and just watch the sport. Yeah. yeah. I've it's, got a, it's refreshing. I've got a follow up for you on the soccer front, Tad. I know you, you were, you were game to talk some soccer tonight and we're not going to talk too much soccer. We'll fa- we'll, we'll, we'll save that for uh, your follow up appearance here on, on the, on the pod. But uh, I do want to know how many times have you given Tony Khan uh, transfer advice? <laughs> no, you know what's crazy though is so you know growing up playing fifa following the transfer news um and then in 2014 when we you know when we what do you mean? um you know, when, shout when out shot daddy <laughs> when, yeah when when mr khan purchased fulham you know for me it was like it was kind of like kid in the candy store i was like oh my gosh yeah we're here we are like this this league that i grew up you know, watching and covering and, you know, following closely is like our sister team now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've gone over there and done, you know, appearances with our Jaguars players and, you know, getting to go to Motsburg Park and meet with their PR staff and meet with their, you know, scouts and analytics team. You know, all that stuff's been, you know, so fun for me just to kind of be, you know, a kid and like enjoy that stuff and be a fan. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, you know, I don't know if you guys have followed their stuff you know, closer this year, but they have, they have some studs on their attacking line and, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful. I, I think it's fun to see a lot of the, 
you know, Jacksonville natives. And then for my, my friends at home that have are converted Jaguars fans. Now they're all Fulham fans now because of that. So, you know, here's to hoping that they can get back up to the premier league next year. And it's just a, you know, a short stint down the championship, but it's been a lot of fun. And I think last year, you know, the, it was cool to have both clubs, you know, playing at the highest level. Yeah, for sure. That that, that was a. By the way, that was a, such a professional and seasoned response <laughs> to a question that you didn't want to answer. The guy is I'm, a pro. I'm, I'm, I was. So I was proud of you. I, I but, was, but, I, I offered some advice once. I told him. I told Tony to sell um, Dembele the striker to Spurs one time, and he told me to go to hell. So if you never did, I don't. I, I don't blame you. <laughs> and, and I would love to see Tony's face if I offered transfer advice. <laughs> yeah. in, he, he would look at me silly. That's funny. In fairness, in fairness, I, I I didn't expect our our good friend Tad Dickman to answer that question. Yeah. But so so we'll just we'll we'll end this line of questioning with, with just this thought. From from me, not from Tad, but from me. Um, how amazing must it be to like? Because you just said like you grew up playing FIFA. We all did. You know, a lot of us still play it. Like Tony, sort of really lives like career mode in FIFA right now. Yeah, it's like it's so, so epic. Yeah. It's so epic. Like, um, I, but he anyway. was at the he was at the Dolphins game, and I said, "Hey, man, that that Narcart signings really paid off. He's, he's, and he was like, yeah, you know, he's playing well. He's in good form. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, man, I'm talking, I'm talking soccer. Like, <laughs> That's so a, tight. An owner of a club. Yeah. That sweet. <laughs> so That's awesome. wild. <laughs> oh boy. So, um, what, reel it what back. would you say? Yeah, I'm gonna reel it back in. What would you say? Um, <laughs> well, I would, you know, to add to the soccer talk, Fulham is one of my five teams, so I like I like following uh, <laughs> five teams. <laughs> uh, um, uh, so yeah, what, what would you say? Um, you know, obviously we got a background. You're a big basketball fan. Obviously, you're a big footy fan. Since we could talk about this for probably three hours, um, what, what's your favorite team outside of the Jaguars? Any sport. Uh, uh, any, any sport. Any sport, yeah. Oh, that's a great one. Um, and, let's, the, and let's take your alma mater out of it, too. Yeah, I think <laughs> the most fun I've had being a fan of a team was the, the Capitals Stanley Cup run. Yeah. I've, I started following the – I'm not a big hockey guy. Like I, never, I never followed it growing up. I, I never played. Um, but seeing the way that the Capitals and their success kind of create a movement in D.C. Yeah. was fr- fun to watch from afar. And – when they got into the Stanley Cup, um, you know, my fiance now, but at the time I was like, we're, we're going to go to a game yeah. <laughs> because who knows the next time that this will ever happen. Right. Relatable. And, I feel that. Yeah. And I, <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, I'm saying I, well, went we, to, we, I went to all three playoff games because I, I just knew like what you said. I mean, you have yeah. to take advantage of that opportunity. You do. Yeah. Even if you're you a just, perennial winner. It right. Could, you just don't know when it's going to happen yeah. again. Andrew Luck could retire. <laughs> but that i mean that i went to game three stanley cup game three of that year and it was you know i, I i've worked seven super bowls and that that game was just surreal to me because you're yeah it's it's crazy yeah. and the people are going i the worst one was i had a bag full of popcorn and they the cap scored and I was shaking the popcorn all over the section, going nuts. And then it was like the, the guy put his stick in the, you know, in the crease. Yep. Oh god! So they waved off the goal. <laughs> and like the section we were in is all these season ticket people, and it was like her and I were the only people that like aren't normally there. Yeah. And everyone's just like staring. I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like you were popping. Act shit. like you've been here before. I was like, "I've never been here before." <laughs> 
popping the popcorn top off. <laughs> it was awesome. That's cool. That's awesome. Would you say? No. Would you say that's your favorite team outside of? Jacks? Yeah, like I, I try to follow the Wizards closely, and my boss that was with the the Giants, he's the director of PR now at the Wizards, mm-hmm. so it's kind of fun, like. If so, you know, if I'm following something there, it's like, hey, man, what's what's up with this? Why is this guy not going on? And he'll actually, hey, you know, let me let me kind of talk you through what's happening. It's like, oh, this is it's kind of cool. That's tight. Yeah. I, get, <laughs> I get like some background knowledge on like the team that I follow. Well, wait a um, minute. Time out. Because I try and do that with you all the time with the Jags. And you're just like, you, you, like new, <laughs> new phone, who this? Like you, you new phone, who this? Me? What's up with that? I, I need more job security before I can do that, Cap. <laughs> 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 All right, so um, what would you say is your favorite Jaguars memory of all time? You've been here since 2013, right? Yeah. So um, I, I think I know where you're I think going, like but... you said, that, yeah, <laughs> the, the 2017 playoff run was, was crazy. You know, so much fun. Um, I, I think, like, you guys, the, the people that went to Pittsburgh, that was, a, was, like, so cool to go on the road in a city like that with the history like that and – and win a road playoff game was so cool. That game was incredible. I, yeah. I still think that the the wild card game, though, I think there's something about being at home and doing that with your fans and your stadium. You know, I just remember like walking off the field that day with the biggest smile on my face yeah. and just like pure euphoria because it's just it's like so fun to see that all come together for people. That game was such see... a struggle too, and the way it ended, yeah, was just like incredible, yeah, for sure. I agree. I think yeah, for for Jalen's pick yeah. and. The place just like you said, yeah, like a back and forth game, so much defense, and to end on that note, yeah. like finally a highlight play. Yeah, it was like a storybook game. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Cool. It was like the com- that, uh... the complete opposite of that second game. It was so low scoring and so right. tense. <laughs> but I agree. It was the. I think because, like you said, it was at home. It just felt so crazy. And I was in Pittsburgh for the win, but that that home game really did just kind of grab you and like, is this real life almost? So. That I was the I most lit that that's, that stadium has ever been for me. I, I didn't. I wasn't old enough to be going to playoff games in the '90s, but that was that was definitely the most lit that stadium has ever been for me that day. But I, like going through that process and taking off the tarps and having you know announcing sellouts like that stuff was. Yeah. I think for a PR guy to get to see the city transform like that, making the se- really making the season ticket holders a couple hundred bucks for um yeah, for their, yeah for buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Getting that season ticket money. Get that resale, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Tad, Tad, it's, uh, it's, it's Cap again. I, I don't want to put words. I don't want to put. Hey, buddy. Um, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I have recall you telling me that your second favorite uh, memory ever from that playoff run was actually FaceTiming with me after the game in yes. the locker room. Um, and, and then Leonard Fournette grabbing your phone. I, I do. You've told me that was your favorite memory, so I just wanted to remind you to give you a chance to talk about it. <laughs> I think I will say this, Cap. I think it's. I think the the friendship that we've built and the relationship it's very helpful to me because you know it reminds me and it keeps me grounded to this. You know the reason that I have a job and the role that I play is to connect the team to our supporters. You know, a lot of that's through the media, but there's times where if we can do it directly to the fans. You know, that's the that's why I'm there. And I think getting to try to especially that year, you know, I think as people got to know our players on a personal level, 
and especially with the rise of social. And I know Dill is posting about our, our locker room antics on a daily basis. <laughs> um, so, so people getting to see these guys and get to know them. That's that to me is what it's all about is, you know, trying to bridge that gap and, and make it smaller and let people get to know these guys better. And if, if there's more ways that I can do that, like on a FaceTime, when I knew that you were out in the parking lot, boozing with your fellows i'm gonna try to do it hell yeah That's well cool. um solly we should just end it there because uh tad tad nailed it um he, he said that being my friend is one of the highlights of his career and i'm pretty sure we might have just hit the pinnacle of our podcast so i didn't even know it, that folks. story so i think i've hit the pinnacle of my life i'm so happy that that it's, happened to you it's been a really good run here on the Bold City Pod. Um, I hope everybody's enjoyed all of these episodes. First guest, last guest. But, uh, Shout out to Ted. <laughs> yeah. We nailed it, guys. Pod had a good run. <laughs> uh, so, Tadric, what is your um, what is your favorite part of working in the NFL? I think you've got you've touched on a lot of those, but what would you say is the worst part of working in the NFL? Yeah, I, I think the. This is going to be a double-sided answer right here, but the relationships... You're going to make it positive, aren't you? (laughs) No, the the relationships are the best and the worst part. And the reason I say that is, you know, our job is to get to know, you know, the players, the coaches, um, you know, get to know everybody on a personal basis and help them tell their story. And a lot of times you, you build these relationships and you get close with a guy and then whether he's cut or he's traded, you know, these things happen. And I think for you know, for fans, sometimes it, it's a, you know, you're looking at a stat book or you're looking at fantasy and yeah. you're just, you're just moving guys off your roster. But, you know, for a lot of these people, it's their, their livelihood. It's their families having to move. Right. Um, it's the dream that they've worked for their whole lives coming to an end. And I think, you know, being close to that is difficult at times. And it's, it's a sad reminder, especially this time of year that, you know, our roster is going from, 90 to 53 over the course of a weekend right you know, half almost half the locker rooms going to be gone when we come back on monday and that's it's like crazy to think about but um you know it's part of the business and you know, i think everyone that is either playing or coaching or working in it you know you you come to that realization you know i don't think it ever gets easier but um i think that's one thing that i really like about you know working closely with coach marone is you know because he's played and he's been that guy that you know, sat at a table and was released on multiple occasions. Right. He has a very high appreciation for that and yeah. care, cares deeply for this process. I, saw his, that I, I saw his presser yesterday and yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. And he gets emotional about it. And right. I, I love that because it, I think for people that just laugh it off or make jokes about it, you know, for, for these guys that are in it every day, it's sad, you know, it's a tough time. And for me, like, seeing that up close it's tough yeah um but but on the flip side you know again turning this into a positive um the relationships that you know i've i've had the opportunity to build the people that i've met uh you know my coworkers, you know on our business side you know our equipment staff training staff strength staff coaches you know the people that you get to meet through this um you know everyone has their own journey to how they've gotten here and i think it's it's cool to cross paths with all those folks don't forget the multimedia and digital staff. I know PCAV is going to listen to this, and he will Hell not yeah. forgive you. PCAV's he will not forgive guy. you. Okay, I'm just That's saying. That's big bro. 
Dave DeCandis, the whole crew. Shout out to you guys. I love you, even if Tad doesn't. I'm just saying. <laughs> I feel like PCAT will be a great future guest on here. Oh, he's on the list. He's on the oh. list. He, he didn't know that until now. So, PCAV, you're on the list. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta hook <clears throat> us up with with um you know some more people um, too, Tad. That's that's part. You, of you it. know, I'm gonna have to help plug this because yeah, we gotta get the the listenership. Yeah, up. buddy, absolutely. crank absolutely. it up. Oh, my guy, absolutely. Yeah, we're not bringing you on just for your good looks, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Expect some retweets here. This isn't a TV interview. <laughs> so, speaking of people that you work with, who are who are a few of your favorite? Um, you know, people that you've worked with in your time here, um, whether it's players, coaches, staff, um, you know, name a few of your favorites, especially if it's people that, you know, a lot of people would know. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'll start with staff. I think PCAV is a great example. I think for us, you know, in my role, it's so fun because we work very closely with, you know, our digital folks, our social team, you know, during the course of football season, you know, working very closely with the coaching staff. Um, You know, we cross over with ticketing and sponsorship. And I think, we just get to touch so many different parts of the organization that we get to that part's very enjoyable to me to get to know everyone that's putting in so much time and effort in the club. So I think from the staff side, that's always fun. Um, Player wise, I think the guys, when I first got down here, um, you know, like Brad Meester, Puzz, Cecil Shorts, I think those guys really taught me how to be a professional in this industry. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, those, those are the guys that are easy to work with, but are a good reminder of, you know, doing things the right way and treating people well. And, you know, in even when facing adversity to still maintain composure and be a pro. Um, but the guys on the current team have been a ton of fun. You know, I, yeah. there's a I lot of funny player, personalities on the team right now. We have so much personality. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, like, I think the guy that I've gotten to work the most closely with is Jalen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of people see him as, you know, the brash smack talker. And he's so much more than that. And I think this year is, you know, people are really getting to see that he is funny. He's creative. Um, he, he's a smart kid and he knows exactly what he's doing with all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, it's, it's fun to, to brainstorm those things with him because, you know, I think with, with everything and, I, and I'm speaking about one player, but this, this goes for all the guys, you know, they have their ideas for what they want their brand to be and how they want to present themselves and, you know, what interviews they want to do and that kind of thing. So um, I think it's fun getting to, to go through that process with them. And ultimately, you know, it's my job just to try to advise. And if they have questions, point them in the right direction. But it's their career and their their name. And yeah. you know, they get to do what they want with it. It's, it's um, cool. Like, it seems like this is going to sound really old, man. Like the three of us are like in our late 20s or early 30s or mid 30s, John. The younger guys that are coming up now that are obviously like Jalen's age and younger are it's, it's almost like all of them. And I don't know if it's just athletes or people in general. Almost everybody thinks as a business these days like they're just trying to market themselves and, and and take it in for the business. You know what I mean? No, no doubt. And I think adding on to that, um, just in terms of how things have changed, you know, I, if you would have told folks, you know, old school football folks 10 years ago that guys would be in the locker room broadcasting live from their phones, right. you know, people, <laughs> people would be losing their minds. Be but freaking like that's, out, yeah. For them, you know, Instagram, Twitter, um, Snapchat, these things are all second nature, you know, between classes in college that, you know, they're posting stuff, they're, they're tagging, they're adding to their story. Um, so when they come to the league for us, um, from an educational standpoint, you know, we want to encourage them to do those things to help build their brand. 
Um, but there's also the part where, you know, they have to understand the, um, the privacy of, you know, being in a locker room, um, the safety of, you know, now that you're a NFL player, when you're letting people know where you are every step of the way, yeah. um, you know, there's parts of that. So I think for these guys, it's all, it's all part of that educational process of, you know, like you said, building that business and, you know, building their, their brand, building their career trajectory and, and where they For want sure. to take things. So back like with Jalen, you, you said you've got a good relationship or a cool relationship with Jalen. And we, you know, talked about his brand when he dropped the GQ uh, magazine article last year. Is that something that you're in the loop on or is it a read and react situation for you? Uh, that, that was a read and react situation for us. Um, you know, I think it's, it's been public now, but that the interview was done about three months prior. Um, and, you know, I think we, we saw with the Baker Mayfield stuff this year, you know, like the, a lot of times when these, when our players are doing interviews with, you know, these, whether it's a fashion publication or, you know, an entertainment, you know, those people don't have the, they're not worried about the ongoing relationship with the player. Um, so for them, it's, you know, how can we capitalize on this? How can we, you know, with a player like Jalen who has a, you know, I think polarizing personality, you know, people either love him or people on other teams probably hate him. Um, but they saw an opportunity to maximize clicks off that. And I think for Jalen, it was, you know, I don't want to speak for him, but I think I can speak for our discussions and say, it was really helpful. I think for him, it was eye-opening. And for us, it was, you know, go, moving forward, we need to make sure that we have a plan right. for everything that we're doing. You know, every every interview that we're doing, what's the purpose? What, how is it going to help you? How is it going to help the team? Um, and I think it helped him realize that, you know, he can be more particular about what he's doing because instead of him having to seek out coverage, he's always going to have that opportunity. You know, there, there will always be a microphone available if he wants it. Um, so I think – I think for this year, um, I, over the course of last year, you know, I saw a ton of maturity and growth from him, and it's it's only been more so this year. And I think, you know, being a father, um, you know, growing up in his career, like you you see that professionalism continuing to develop every day. And, um, you know, in terms of players thinking like a business, he he understands that aspect of it. Um, you yeah, know, no, no doubt. Definitely one of those. If you're – you know, if you look at it as if these guys are kind of the CEO of their own brands, I mean, we're mm-hmm. talking 21, 22 year old guys, <clears throat> right. that, you know, who have just maybe for the first time in their lives have come into a bunch of money um, and all the fame and, and everything that comes along with that. That's I, I imagine there's a lot of your job to add, especially probably over the last you know, few years or even your first few years with the team was probably centered around those kind of teaching moments, right? I mean, we've had a pr- up until like a year or two ago, we had a pretty young team. So I imagine you guys were constantly doing that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think especially early on with the rookies, um, you know, the educational aspects of the media landscape, um, you know, just like we're recording this podcast, you know, Ollie and and you got Della over here breaking news, breaking Jaguars <laughs> news all the time. You know, it's it it's it's just I think for people to understand that you know anyone anywhere can be a reporter. So while these guys might think, hey, I'm in a different city, I'm fine, I can you know act a fool a little bit. Okay, well if there's yeah. somebody there with a camera phone, you know it 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 can be on the internet that quickly. So I think for all that stuff, it, it you know you never want people to have to go through a learning experience to 
get to that point. Um, but I think a lot of times when you, when they see other players around the league, you know, I think everyone starts to kind of build their mentality towards that stuff and how they're going to approach the situation. Um, but not just from a PR standpoint, you know, we have our player development team that are working with the guys on, you know, their financials and finding housing. Um, and, you know, the league provides a ton of resources for, you know, all the trainings, domestic violence training, you know, understanding how all these things play a role in, in the NFL. And um, I think for the players, you know, it can be a lot of information thrown at them early, but it's important. You know, they, like you just said, they're inheriting a ton of money and a ton of responsibility to be, you know, community leaders. And, you know, some guys can, can deal with that easier than others. And it's, it's important for them to, to have those resources close. And that, that's something that we take a lot of pride in, um, you know, at the Jaguars is making sure that players never feel like they're isolated or on their own, that they always have us and can always use us as resources. Big facts. Um, Big facts. So kind of a, another question that has to do with almost where we're at right now that we had written down was um, how much traction does Jags Twitter and Jaguars fans, people like Dilla, you know, breaking news and people like me tweeting out pictures. How much, how much of that, uh, how much track one, how much traction does that gain with what you do? And two, you know, is there a serious worry with stuff like that? Um, how often does it turn, uh, turn your day on its head? Um, you know, how, how does that, how does that stuff affect what you do day to day? Sorry, I have a goal. I have a goal this year to, to be very even keeled and not okay. get stressed out. <laughs> so, so even when, even when you guys try to turn my day, it's not going to happen. Not, not gonna happen. Um, I think to answer the question, um, I, I can only speak yeah. for myself really. So I think a lot of times it's helpful, you know, if, if news is out there or, or information is out there publicly, um, you know, a lot of times for me, it's trying to figure out, you know, one, how did that happen? You know, who would have been privy to it and why would that information uh-huh. have gotten out? Um, but, but a lot of times, you know, I think our goal is always to, to try to be as transparent as we can without revealing strategic disadvantages. So, you know, and I think we've tried to be very forthcoming in our decision-making and, you know, our information. So, you know, I, I encourage you guys to keep doing that. It's, I think it's good too for you our reporters. You know, if, if there's if there's information out there and you guys are getting it and they're not, then that's not, that's a good yeah. challenge for them to, yeah. to step and They up. love my DMs. That's good stuff. <laughs> did I just did I just answer? Did I say solid? No, it was solid. Question? I think no, I had that back. Yeah. It was good. Oh, so uh, well. And, and there, di- no, I was just gonna say, man. I mean, you know, we do have the the Oracle, Eric Dillard here, yeah. and you know, there, it, I, I have to imagine uh, he definitely makes some of those people uneasy because some of those same reporters yeah. have been in my DMs, like, who is this Dilla guy? <laughs> who, who is? <laughs> I demand to know who E underscore Dilla is. He's the wizard. And how of he's Oz. getting this information? And I'm like. <laughs> I don't, Dilla, I don't know if it was you or maybe it was Alfie, but I, I swear this was either – it might have been my first year or second year, but it was like during the draft night and every pick was like being tweeted. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> what is going on here? I was like, I'm like sitting in the war room and you guys are yeah. figuring it out before me. I'm yeah, I think that was uh, like Ngakwe year. I had those three because it was um, – <laughs> 
Well, do that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No shit. <laughs> Holler at that source. Oh my goodness. Hey, we were sitting in uh, Justin Wendell's hot tub, just cracking up, and my phone's just like lighting up. That was yeah. the greatest. That was the funniest thing ever, man. <laughs> Tad, if you've ever if you've ever been on Twitter and seen the picture of me asleep in the hot tub, that was the same night. It's good stuff. <laughs> I mean, I tweet it like once every three months because I think it's that fun. Because he's a dad now. (laughs) (laughs) Revisit Uh, good times. Follow up to that. Is there any specific um, fans or social media personas that you would say um, raise the the feathers in there more than others that you would name? Um, I don't think so. I you know I I don't. I don't know for individuals how much they value the different things. I think for me, you know, like probably more so than I would like to, but I have to live in that world and see yeah. the conversation. You like follow people so, that you don't really want to you know, necessarily me, follow, but you have to. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, probably follow conversations that you like end up in a yeah. deep, dark hole. Yeah. And you're like, why am I here? What if, is, this, is this part of my job? But I think a lot of times, again, like, learning the dialogue that goes on in Jaguars Twitter, which I think is, you know, an interesting place. <laughs> interesting I think it's fun to, to <laughs> Yeah. But for me, it's helpful to like, I, I, I wasn't here before 2013. So the people that either are really excited about something or have animosity towards the situation, like I gain more insight by following those dialogues and kind of learning more about, you know, the conversations that people are having or the way people feel towards a certain thing. So I'm not going to say I put like a ton of stock into like, Oh, this went over well because cap put out a positive tweet about it. Like that's not how I'm measuring. Yeah. But, but it is, it is good sometimes. Like if I'm on there and I see stuff about mobile ticketing, it's like we can have those conversations internally yeah. in our building and say, Hey, you know, the, the fans that are really active and passionate are having issues. How can we find ways to kind of speed this process up or make it helpful? Um, I know in the past it's happened with like concessions. I think when, when things are raised on social, it's helpful for us because maybe it's something that, you know, for me, it, I don't live in that world. I don't really know what the, you know, the ticketing to stuff, the discussions with DNC, but if I see that conversation on you social, least, it's like, yeah, I can pass right it along to the folks in our building and say, hey, yeah, like, hey, let's make sure that we keep an eye on this or that we, you know, follow up on this before the next game. So it, it for me, I think I try to always use it as a helpful tool to help smart people. That's right Great. Well, absolutely. And I think if any, anybody in your position who isn't doing that, you know, then they're really selling themselves in the position itself short. Um, but with that in mind, before we go to the next question, because I know Sally's got a few more before we hit the gauntlet, <laughs> I did just want to say gauntlet. <laughs> I, I did just I did want to kind of like just kind of give one point of advice if I could because you know I'm always looking out. Um, well, yeah, whoever you're mentioning the, the the negative conversations about Delaware North to in the building, you should find somebody else in the building. I don't think they're listening. <laughs> but uh, Holly, hey Solly, Solly, next question, man. Solly, next question. Hey man, you, hey Cap, you kind of cut out there. <laughs> my man, my man's is a true pro. He's a true pro. <laughs> um. So we're getting kind of into your job, um, you know, what you do and what you don't do here. But what's your job? Like, 
I don't think you have a very typical job where you show up and do the same thing every morning, but what do you, what's your day to day look like at least this time of year, um, gearing up for the regular season, um, you know, gearing up for cuts, gearing up for, you know, a lot of, a lot of whirlwind that you're about to go through. Yeah. This week especially is, um, like you said, you know, you're getting prepared for next week getting schedules ready, um, putting all that stuff in place. Um, you know, we'll obviously have announcements that come out this weekend. Um, in terms of job structure, I think you nailed it. You know, every day, especially during the regular season, you know, it's new storylines. This guy's injured. You know, this this is a battle to watch. Um, you know, right now we have position battles going on. There's guys fighting for bubble spots. So it's fun because I think in our industry, there's or especially in the NFL, there's never a shortage for storylines. Um, but my I think our crew, you know, I, I oversee our football communications. So Alex Brooks from our staff is overseeing our player stuff. So he, you know, he keeps me abreast of that information. I try as hard as I can to stay current on all that stuff and be around as much as I can. But, you know, my prayer, my primary focus during the season is with coach Marone. Um, you know, I think to put it in perspective, I always enjoy telling people this that are in like the business world, but imagine putting your CEO or the head of your company in front of the media 10 yeah. times every week. It's you wild. Know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot going on. And it, yeah. And you know, there's, those are not two minute segments. You know, he's going up there for yeah. 10, 15 minutes answering questions and then doing it Wednesday and then doing it Thursday and then doing it with the visiting media and then doing it Friday, then the broadcast partners, uh, As know, a fan, he's the one game. that I look for. It's, like, I'm, I don't. Sometimes I'll listen to some players and stuff, uh, but you know, obviously, Doug is the one that everybody's watching. Like, that's the one I watch. Make a point to watch. Yeah, and he, it's been really cool. You know, I I can't speak for any of his stuff in Buffalo. Um, and when he first got down here as a position coach, um, you know, we worked together a little bit, but um, you know, I've gotten to know him really well and see how much he cares about the team and the city and, um, you know, doing a good job with his media stuff, wanting to be forthcoming, trying to be honest in every situation, you know, never wanting to lead media the wrong way. And it's something that I think coming down here, he really wanted to make an yeah. effort to do that stuff. Um, and I think it's been I think cool to see. I think he's shown through with that. Um, and obviously you as well. I think you both have shown through with that because I, I find myself really loving Doug, the person, you know, we can talk about the football coach all you want, but the person, he's a really interesting cat. And I think you, you guys have portrayed that well. Yeah. <laughs> he, he wears his yeah. emotion on his sleeve, which I did. I do too. And I think it's, it's good. Like you can't, you can't get up there in front of the media and do it that many times and try to put on an act. You, right. you have to be yourself. He has his like awkward yeah. dad at times. And it's I love it. Awkward. It's great. It's him. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's yeah, right. it's fun. And he tells stories and it's like I think I think the because of that, he's earned the trust of the media yeah. and vice versa. You know, they respect him because when things go well, he stays level. And when things go poorly, he'll stand there and he'll answer the questions and he'll take responsibility and he always wants to take accountability. Um, and I think for the leader of your organization, you know, during the regular season as the head coach, you know, I think it's really admirable to, to have somebody in that role that, that takes Speaking that. Speaking of Doug, did you, do you prep him for when he goes on part of my take? Or does he listen himself? <laughs> yeah. When we did, uh, no, when we did part of my take, um, it's fun. Cause he's got, you know, he's got kids that are the age that are yeah, listening to yeah. Barstool and stuff like that. So for him, it was always like, Hey, we you know we should look at the Barstool <laughs> stuff, and for a little while I was like, yeah, 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 yeah,
<laughs> yeah, I thought I was gonna get fired for that one. I was like, I didn't even, I had no yeah. involvement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the one with uh, with part of my take when they came to the stadium, you know, coming off that the 2017 season, that it was just a ton of fun. And I think you're, again, like going back to the Maroons, I don't want to like keep harping on this point, but. Um, you know, for me, like I had an opportunity to get to know him and see him up close and I wanted other people. And, you know, I think part of our strategy was like, yeah. letting people get to know him. And I think interviews like that are fun because, you know, you're not, you're not getting up there talking about your right. rushing strategy <laughs> and your plan for attack. And, you know, the, <laughs> it was like hanging in a pool yeah. talking about the Yankees and people were like, Oh, this is kind of weird, but yeah. it's, but I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. definitely here for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. I mean, I think that's kind of that's my man. My man loves the Yankees, though. He that is, yeah, that is that's, his thing. That's where he's from, right? Good for him. Yeah, <laughs> that's what old guys like. They like baseball. <laughs> yeah, pick a pick a better team. Right? Yeah, easy now. <laughs> yeah, back up there, pal. <laughs> uh, he just like I, I listened to that one where they came down to the stadium, and I, he just seemed like he really knew what was going on. I think maybe that just speaks to how good you are at your job, but he seemed like he maybe listened. No, he 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 has incredible yeah. like, social awareness oh, yeah, and stuff you. like that. Well, tell him to listen to us. Like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> I think he probably already does. Shut yeah. up, Doug. <laughs> Dougie Fresh, I love you. Listen, Doug, I can tell you right I'm now. I'm going to get ripped tomorrow morning. <laughs> no, so, hey, straight up. Let me let me tell you right now. There is no other podcast around town that is given the amount of love that you guys just gave him yeah. in the last, like, four and a half minutes. So if he doesn't love our podcast after listening to one segment, you know, I don't know. Love me some, Doug. Um. All right, so we're going to get into, like, you know, we've kind of been professional so far. We're going to start getting – I'm going to warm up for the gauntlet with some sillier <laughs> questions, and then the gauntlet obviously will just be rapid fire, um, you know, all hell breaking loose from – and I'll let John, I'll Bring let John it take on. the gauntlet. The, the, the gauntlet is kind of his thing. But to warm the you – to warm To warm you up for the gauntlet, um, if you could pick one Jags player – um, past or present to have a beer with who would it be man i think the the late 90s teams you know when they were really rolling and they probably you know coach coughlin had his policies in place but those guys were uh-huh. probably trying to break the rules a little bit i think i think like late 90s keenan fred like hanging out with those guys that'd be a fun a nice, quiet, yeah. relaxing yeah. beer. Yeah, a good time. Chill out and don't, and don't. They definitely nobody was falling asleep in a hot tub back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, as the only, as the only person on this podcast uh, that was maybe even close to of, of age to uh, witness some of the uh, shenanigans in the late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those guys were a little wild. For, particularly yeah. Fernando. I've Bryant, heard stories. In the, yes. <laughs> Tom McManus, uh, Kevin Hardy, not to name any names, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, so that's a good one. What else you got, Saul? Um The next one, you were a college hoops player, so if you had to compare your game to an NBA player, who would it be? Oh, that's a good one. This is, this is actually hilarious because like, I, I like to think I was like a, you know, a decent player, but 
I don't know how this joke started, but with my my best friends, they'll be the groomsmen at my wedding. But somewhere along the lines, somebody made the comparison of my game controller <laughs> and 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 I was like, I don't even play, like, but I could never shake it. So now, so now, oh, it's that's so DL. good. <laughs> that is so good. I could, how random, no, how random is that? Amazing. But it's so funny now. Like, I feel like if yeah, that's if my game. You ate like way too many yeah. donuts for a month or two. <laughs> <laughs> I think mean, you could be Boris Dia. Boris Dia. Wow, Boris Dia needed the right situation. And once he got into it with the Spurs, you could tell. I mean, the guy the guy was a baller. Yeah, exactly. He was rolling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know how people are like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm probably like a mix yeah. of, you know, <laughs> out of here. It's like, no, I'm man, I'm, Boris Diao. I was like, Diao off the bench, like, give me 12 minutes a game, give you a so couple good. buckets, not really play defense. Yeah. yeah, you were like that, you were like that point guard stuck in like a right guard yeah. body. I like that. That's good. Like, yeah. My man's got great court vision. <laughs> They have to make up adjectives. Tad's a glue guy. Oh, yeah, he's... Uh, maybe that's why he's got his hand in every aspect of the Jags cool. organization. He's a glue guy. I like this. There's levels to this shit. Look at us. <laughs> um, Tad's gonna put Tad you, Tad. you can put that in your LinkedIn profile if you want, man. Glue guy, the Boris Boris Diao type. <laughs> yeah, glue guy. Um, so you're 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 kind of settling down, and Jax, you've been here for six years now. You're buying a house, getting married, all that. What what has kind of made Jax home? What has made you? I mean, you're a guy that probably has had options to go elsewhere. What has made you want to stick around here and, and call Jacksonville home? Yeah, that's a really cool well, question. Thank you. Um, you know, I think I think when I was moving down here, you know, when you're for me, I was 23, and I was like, okay, you know, I'm coming down to Jacksonville for a couple of years, build my career, then you'll then, make it big. You know, I'm gonna try to get back to yeah DC or New York or you know, I think I think people probably naturally come in with that. I think mindset. players. I think players and, do too. You know, very early, but I think a lot of players think that way too. No, no, no. I that's a good point because I think a lot of guys. You know, you, you hear about guys that went to another team and then still had their house here and end up raising their kids yeah. here and moving back. And I think for me, you know, I I lived in Southside, I lived at the beach, I moved to Riverside, and then we bought a house in San Marco, uh, Spencer and I. Um, and it, it, it's so easy to see like how people fall in love with this area. Um, we, you know, we really love it. Um, I love yeah. how outdoorsy it is. You know, we, we have a, a dog and we're outside all the Cooking time. Cooking up on that big green um, egg. You know, great. <laughs> oh, I mean, we, well, we can do our, our whole different podcast on the, on the big green egg. I, I still want to, I want to start one, but I haven't figured out, you know, what all right, my well, we'll, we'll, we'll brainstorm that. Um, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, I could be your executive. I was going to yeah, say, you I, and John could put on a podcast like that. Me and Dillard would show up and just eat it. I was going to say, I'll come eat and <laughs> write it out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's stuff like this. I think it's like you get to know people that, you know, you, you never would have if it wasn't for this opportunity and you become friends and you, um, you know, Sally gave me a ride home from uh, yeah. Sawgrass. Gave Spencer and I a ride home from Sawgrass one year. We had had a couple of refreshments and it was like, he's like, you need a ride? I was like... <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's so yeah. it's like fifty bucks for the Uber. That's clutch. It's like it's just fun. You know, I I, I really enjoy this community. I think the people are you know so friendly, and especially coming from you know the Mid Atlantic and the Northeast, where I think people are a little bit like mad that more it's cold, rough around so cold. the edges. <laughs> yeah, it's just like people are friendly, and I I love our community. I love our neighbors. Um, cool. Everyone's so nice. 
Well, with that, I think we've ended the um, the nice questions, and we're going to the gauntlet. The gauntlet. <laughs> the gauntlet. People's speakers are like blowing up. <laughs> Some men enter. Not all men. Really. <laughs> I feel like I'm at. I feel like I'm at a mini golf, like mini golf place. <laughs> hey, who's who's hands that up? <laughs> Dilla. All right, folks, we're gonna kick it up into overdrive. It's time for the gauntlet. The gauntlet. Here we go, baby. Is a series of rapid fire questions predetermined before this episode. Not shared with the guests. That's not true. Tad's a professional. We had to let him screen him a little bit. Um, but future guests, we are not. We are not notifying. You. That's right. That's that's a disclaimer. It's a disclaimer for all the future guests. You don't get to whoever know. the future guest is. <laughs> we don't like you as much as Tad. So you, you know. <laughs> so we're gonna go rapid fire, Tad. Uh, we're gonna go through a bunch of questions. Um, the rules of the gauntlet are this: if you interrupt the gauntlet. To, te- to ask a question for, for clarification or to tell a story, it better be a damn good question or it better be a damn good story. Do you understand? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's a These very are the fair rules point. that are laid out before you and you accept them. Let us begin. Who would you rather have as GM of the Jaguars? Two choices, Sam Kavaris or Curtis Dvorak? <laughs> okay good answer tony khan tells you that you've got to wrestle in the next aew event who from the jaguar staff are you picking to wrestle and why i'm going pcab because you know i i have the length advantage but he's kind of got the low center of gravity i feel like we'd have a good little matchup for the fans okay i like that that. two two yep two stalwarts of the uh of the jaguar staff I, i like that a lot all right um next question have you ever tried a teal bun yes or no i bet they're really good <laughs> they make your oh. poop green <laughs> this is this is a yes or no Ted. have you ever tried a teal bun uh, okay tried the teal true bun. or false tim tebow would have saved the jaguars <laughs> uh well one my fiance is a null and two even if he's oh, a oh, big fact i like it there you have it has doug ever made you eat bologna <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, can I say this? Okay, I, I'm, I'm interrupting okay. the story time, so yeah, let make you guys it good. Judge this. So when when the whole post game baloney press conference happened, <laughs> you know, I kind of like w- walked out of the room and I was like, well, that was kind of a you know weird little kind of tangent of a story about like hanging with the dog and having this like it was, it was just kind of caught me by surprise but i was like i didn't i didn't think of anything of it now doug um, eats exclusively bologna and then <laughs> and then so d-rock i love little d-rock he's the man um he did like a follow-up story you know espn likes to do this kind of fun one-offs um you know human interest stuff but as he started to raise the profile of said baloney then we had the baloney, you know, it was like the hot dog commission of Washington, D.C. <laughs> sent down all the logs. <laughs> yeah, that was bonkers. No. So, so this was a thing. They sent down 100 pounds of baloney as like a, for them, it was a publicity stunt. And then, but for us, it was, there was 100 pounds of baloney delivered <laughs> like to his, 
So like it, it, it was one of those things where it was like, what is going on? Like we're in the middle, we're in the middle of the season. We, we were on the middle, like getting ready for the playoff push and that, all that was happening, but it was cool. What Don, do we do with all this uh, baloney? Coach, <laughs> coach Marone had the idea to donate it to the Salvation Army and donate it to the food shelters. So like during all this stuff, we had those folks come out. We gave them all the baloney. Like it ended up being a really cool way where we got to donate a bunch of stuff. Um, but he did keep a couple. I will. He did. I think he kept two little logs of them. But it was one of those things where, like, you're sitting in the press conference, and you're like, "What is happening? Is this and real life?" A year, a year and a half. And you later, got a thousand pounds of bologna in your feet. Like, <laughs> so much bologna. Oh, beautiful. All right, I'm ready. Go back, back to the gauntlet. Back to the gauntlet. Oh, I apologize to everyone's speakers, Dylan. That was a little too, a little too low. But nonetheless, the gauntlet continues. All right, Tad, you talked about grilling. How do you like your steak cooked? Medium rare. And if you have a different answer, shame. Good answer. I like it. Good. Solid. Solid gentleman right there. Okay, Tad, uh, we're going a little off script with this one, but don't be scared. One word description for you. Okay, one word uh, on how you felt when you saw that Jaguar Twitter's or Jaguar Twitter had sent Jadavian Clowney like 5,000 trash cans. <laughs> One word to describe it. Giggle. <laughs> Moving on. It's a great in word. In your opinion, in your expert opinion, best ever Jaguars meme or gif? Which one? I mean, I don't know how you could not choose the Tony and Coach Coughlin <laughs> and the, and the booth. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> okay. Uh, first thought that came, I, I do. I, I will. I am the guy. The guy that does the like yeah. the hand. The WTF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the hell yeah. is going on here? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> like I, I see that everywhere, and it's like so good. That's so wild. Okay, moving on in the gauntlet. What was your initial thought? The first thing that popped in your head when Jalen was standing on that field and he proclaimed that we were going to win that bitch. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> but but I will say that okay. Interrupting again for story time. So, you know, we we obviously had the discussions before the game that okay, if you know, when we go up here and we beat Pittsburgh, what's going to be our plan for coming back? You know, are we going to open up the stadium? Are we going to try to do the the flight over the stadium? You know, what's our plan? Um, so all as all that stuff kind of got set in motion, and then once the game was over and it was happening. When we're on the flight back, you know, I pulled Jalen to the side and I said, hey, you know, you obviously you've been a, a key player through this run. You know, we're, we're offering a couple of guys the opportunity to go on the microphone and talk to the fans. And, you know, you're one of the guys that I wanted to offer that opportunity to. And he was like, no, I really appreciate that. But, you know, I'm good. <laughs> I'd rather kind of sit, sit back and enjoy the night, let, let the other guys have it. So, you know, we talked to Calais and we talked to Telvin and, you know, these guys were all like, yeah, hell yeah. You're like, let's do it when we get back. Like, That's awesome. Let's get everybody pumped up. So as we're walking in the stadium and like walking out of the field, like Jalen comes up to me and he's like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to talk. I was like, oh, <laughs> well, here's some talking points. Yeah, like a... <laughs> I was like, uh, well, no, I mean, we, we kind of have like a list that he was like, no, nah, I got yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk. I was like, okay. <laughs> and I think it was one of those things that, you know, in his mind, it was like a pep rally and he got the <laughs> people jacked up, which was awesome. And then, 
like that night I got to my office and it was like all over the place and I was like yeah, oh, yeah this is going to be a fun one especially going into Patriots week and, and now it's the entrance music to a podcast that you're on <laughs> wonderful wonderful oh that's a great story that's, I don't think I had heard that specifically from your point of view so that's good all right uh, back to the really serious questions in the gauntlet, gauntlet. we have gauntlet. if you could if you had to pick one person, whoa, it gets intense here. I told you, it only gets worse as we go. If you had to pick one person from Jaguars Twitter to fill in for you for one day at your job, who would it be? Man, I feel like if if you three came in and kind of just split up the roles, like we're like one third. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm going to choose to take that as a compliment to add, not in like that. I'm one third of the the. Uh, it, it was supposed okay, to be a compliment. All right, moving I'd be on. terrible. <laughs> All right. Okay. In your opinion, so you you said we had a lot of characters on the team. You got to pick. You only pick one because it's the Gauntlet, funniest Jaguar on the current team. The funniest Jaguar on the current team. Man, I I think Leonard is the funniest yeah, person. And not even and not even on the team. Like here, the funniest person. Yeah. He. I that that. Like one of the few times I've ever been at a loss for words about a nickname for somebody was when I heard Leonard called Chewing Cold Bambi one time. And it wasn't even like his nickname for him. He just kind of like said it. And I, and I like had to stop because I was like, dude, that is so funny. I'm telling, listen, so I'm funny. telling you, man, those dudes from that part of Louisiana where he's from are, so are funny, just dude. bred differently. If you they were bred differently last week, when when somebody asked the question, you know, who we want, who would we pick to fight thirty to fifty feral hogs? I said Leonard because, like, my money, uh, that guy could do anything. Like, <laughs> if if the plane's going down, like, he'll sit there and he'll just like, I, I like, he ain't gonna die. Like, they don't die. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when he had the when he had the soccer mom post on Instagram, that might have been like a a top five. If you go on time when he called Jalen, so if you go on his Instagram and just read the comments, it is the funniest thing. Cause there's like a whole bunch of people that comment that obviously he grew up with and they just go back and forth. It's the funniest thing on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on $200,000 Tad in your pocket to help pay for that wedding that I know is going to probably cost more than that. Cause you guys are really fancy. $200,000. So let I offer you right now $200,000 to let Marcel Darius tackle you from your blind side. Do you do it? He can have a running start. How much do you like your face? You think him and I could, could, could we like cut a deal before and maybe he doesn't know nope. something? No, 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 no. Full tackle, like, 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 like you are. I'm, I'm going to say he gets, yes. ten, he gets 10 mil if you do a bonus. concussion. Yep. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'm definitely saying yes. I mean, it's, yeah, it's for sure. Yeah. Go for it. Good. But we we're gonna have to. There's probably gonna be like medical bills, and <laughs> it probably wouldn't be worth it. But, but I'm doing it. All right, good. Because I was gonna have to cut the gauntlet short if you if you took the if you took the sissy way out there. All right, 200k to Tad Dickman and the lovely Mrs. D, future Mrs. Dickman. Um, <laughs> moving on. Who wins in a fist fight between Hacker and Mark Long? <laughs> Got to pick one. Somebody has to win. It has to be a winner. I, this is what I'll say. I don't know Hacker as well as I know Mark. And I know from our vivid arguments over the years, 
that Mark's a, a scrappy little dude. So I'm I'm just, I'm putting okay. my money on Mark. Fair, fair. Well, uh, that'll actually be a Twitter poll later <laughs> this episode. So uh, we'll see what the public says if they agree. And it'll say, do um, you agree that with Tad Dickman, Mark Long would be? <laughs> I'm like, what? No, that was a that was a part of the show. I don't remember that. Uh, delete, delete, delete. Um, so uh, we have a write-in. Um, we we have a write in. It came very late. Is this Jag uh, Well, it's, uh, it was. It was Wait, what you said? It was... <laughs> trademark. Oh, trademark. Okay. Trademark. Okay, okay. No, we we did we we did have a write in uh, the very last moment before we started to record the podcast here, and uh, I feel like this is a good point to put to enter into the gauntlet because it is actually from a gentleman you referenced earlier as one of your favorite beat writers in the world he actually wants you to know and to be put on the spot during the gauntlet and you have to name your favorite beat writer this is from one of the beat writers and he wants you to name your favorite beat writer Burp, burp, burp. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) the gauntlet (laughs) this is what i'll say about our beat when I the first day when I got down to Jacksonville, it was it was end of April. We were in it must have been like early off season conditioning program, and I remember I came out on the practice field with Ryan Robinson, who was my boss at the time, and I like looked over at him and I was like, "Where where is everybody?" <laughs> and he was like, what, what do you mean? "Those like, four right there, that's them. <laughs> this is the beat." He was like, "This is the beat," and I was like, "Vito." <laughs> Yeah, it was Halloran, Vito, Mark. But for me, I was like, what? Like, I don't don't get it. But it's been so fun because I think, you know, when you're at a larger market and all these guys are, you know, same kind of deal where they're at that stop just trying to break a story, screw somebody over and get on to the next thing. You know, these guys, like, they really care about the city and the team and, you know, wanting to help the fans out. And, you know, I've – it's been fun for me to get to know these guys on a this personal level. This is the most ungauntlet so, answer you know, I've the... ever heard. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's well, so yeah, ungauntlet. I was just going to say, like, I, I mean, apologize I feel, for really, I feel really warm and fuzzy, but we need an answer. I'm never going to I think this, this is going to be my PR way out. I'm going to say my coworker on the beat, John, John Usher. Okay. But – on a on a close second, you know, I love my guy D Rock and Mark. Oh, you gonna name everybody <laughs> second? Former. <laughs> former. <laughs> oh my god. O'Halloran and Mike Cage. Oh my Philly. god. Philip Heilman. <laughs> and maybe John Shipley. John Shipley. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to John. Shout out to the homie John Reed. Um, Demetrius Harvey. Demetri- John Reed. Wow, that's a, that's a regular right murderer's row. Okay. Well, just for reference, the question Nobody actually came geez. from D Rock. I appreciate that. So. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> came from D-Rock. So. D-Rock, um, yep. D-Rock is just trying to suck up because my mom started a thing where after Jags wins, she would bring in cookies. So he always like would be tweet on my mom and he'd be like, hey, you know, I, I, I was talking to your mom. Stop that. Like, I know it's, I get it. But You're too short for my, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was solid. That wasn't. That wasn't so rock. Yeah, Nothing but love. Here. But shout out. Uh, while we have a moment, we're taking a moment out of the gauntlet. Uh, shout out to uh, Mama and Papa Dickman, man. I, I, I always see them lurking on the social media. Uh, proud Mama and Papa. It was good to see them recognized out on the field uh, hey, last buddy. week. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, 
definitely the highlight of the game for sure. So uh, shout out to them. Back to the gauntlet. The gauntlet. <laughs> All right. Best NFL. I'll be fast okay, with my answers. I'm, I'm sorry. I've, yeah, let's run through long. these kind of quickly. Um, unless you have good stories, because the, the good stories are coming out here. I think we're all learning something about the gauntlet. Okay, I know. Um, <laughs> best NFL city to visit on the road. Wow, I think the Nashville would be the easy answer, but I don't want to give the, the yeah, Titans any the Titans. credit. So I will say, <laughs> I will say um, uh, Seattle. Seattle was probably – that was the first time I was ever there when we played there in 2013. It wasn't a fun game, but the city was agreed, pretty sweet. Agreed. Okay, moving on. Best career advice you've ever been given? Um, make yourself irreplaceable. That was from my boss in, in New York. And find a way to – to make it where people can't live without Ooh, you. Good probably I mean good advice in general in life, but especially in sports where uh I know it's competitive and can be cutthroat. My words, not yours. Uh right, uh moving on. Uh favorite <laughs> lunch spot in Jacksonville. Um uh, we live close to the local, so I've I've become I like the local now, but I still think my favorite is high tide breed. High tide is very underrated. Good answer. Yeah. So yeah. underrated. Yeah. Love well, shout out High Tide Burrito. Um, it, you know, for, you're welcome for the free plug if you want to uh, sponsor the podcast. High Tide. Holler at your boys. Yep. Yep. You the can pay, you can pay us a case. We're on to something. Hey, don't don't give me any free love right <laughs> no, now. I, but hey, I, eventually that'd be bro, a great. I'll name. rename this thing. We'll name it the High Tide Burrito. <laughs> High Tide Burrito. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get rolled up yeah. in a burrito. <laughs> All right. Rolling it up. Okay. Beer or great chips? Oh, yeah. Beer, beer or liquor, Tad? Beer or liquor? Oh, uh, if I'm if I'm going beer, it's gonna be the Killer Whale Cream Ale, and if I'm going liquor, <laughs> it's gonna be some Angels Envy Bourbon okay. on the rocks. Straight up, solid man answer there. I like that. It's a mancer. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, we're gonna hit you with the two hardest questions last. Are you ready? Uh, okay, yes, sir. Can you get Let's us Tom Coughlin on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, TBD, which is to be denied. <laughs> well, well, you can't. I, I stole that. I stole that from a text thread. I can't. That, that's amazing. I think that was good. That was to Mark Long. I stole that from Mark Long. I I'm feel sorry. like that's the most PR. Like that, that's like that's such a PR joke. Like, oh, I TBD. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I have the worst dad jokes. Hanging so out on the run too much. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. And, uh, hey, man, just want to say thank you for being on and running through the gauntlet, being the first guest. Uh, you've been awesome. Um, final question of the gauntlet is, are we invited to your wedding? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, once I get that 200K payment from uh, the Darius hit, then everyone's invited if, if that comes through then, then you guys are on the list beautiful yeah. all right well you, uh, listen i'll pay my own way like that's how much i want to be there so you just let me know like what it is per head if you guys and... could somehow become like a fake jam band and i could sell it to spencer <laughs> that you guys are like playing at the wedding do you need a dj like, we, could, <laughs> we could definitely do you, do you need oh a my DJ? Gosh, your your jams at a wedding would be like you're probably a cha-cha slide guy who me oh my gosh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, Johnny Caputo in the Cha Cha Slide. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's for sure. I feel attacked. Now I'm gonna ask. That is not. The, that is not the gauntlet we want. Ask the, the questions that you struck. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the super gauntlet. Oh God! I just, I just got told I'm not invited to the wedding and that I would make a terrible wedding DJ. <laughs> he called you the Cha Cha Slide, man. I know. <laughs> 
Yeah, we're going to edit that out, bro. That's bad for the brand. Do you guys, do you guys remember – so Clay Greenhaw, he used to be one of the video board – he, like, assisted with the video boards at Jags Ames. But he, he was a affiliate with the team for a long time. Clay, do you guys know him at all? Cross his path. So we were at a, at a wedding um, with one of our coworkers, and he was the wedding DJ. And, like, halfway through the wedding, he was, like, outside, like, ha- had a couple drinks and was outside, like, smoking a cigar. And I was like, dude, you're the, you're the DJ. <laughs> so I was like, don't worry, you. guys. I'm going to step in. I'm going to step in here, and I'm going to sit. And I was throwing on, like, like juvenile. <laughs> I, I, I think like in my mind, I was like, yeah. I'm crushing it. And like everyone else was I've like, dude, even... what, is, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Like Tad, get away from the computer with your drink. Tad's playing the thug music again. Boris <laughs> <laughs> D. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, shoot. Hey, Tad, listen, man. Thank you for coming on. I know you got a busy week. Uh, it's a crazy week over there, as just about every one of them is during the season. Um, but we we had a blast, dude. And uh, what what a great first guest to have on, man. It's uh, awesome to have a buddy and somebody who we know supports us. And, you know, I think you know that we all have your back, dude. And uh, we hope that you guys have a great season. Absolutely. I appreciate that. And thank you guys for having me on. As always, you know, let's keep the conversation yes, going. I I always try to, you know, I love when people reach out with questions, you know, when the friends slide in the DMs to help out or offer advice, you know, I always appreciate that stuff. So I look forward to, to following along with the podcast moving forward and I'll, uh, I'll put in a good word with. Uh, All, right, let's get it. <laughs> All right. All right. That's, 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 you heard it there, folks. Tom Coughlin, next episode. TBD. Of the Pod. <laughs> TBD. No, baby. I thought he said TBT. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback Tom. We were getting them. That's it. <laughs> Locked in. Good Jags, baby. Week. Talk right. to y'all boys later. All right, folks. Until next time. Later. See ya.